Good morning, friends. Here's your friendly announcer. I have serious news to pass on to. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode three of Seek Within. I'm your host here, Dr. Savvy. I'd like to start off by saying, Vai Guruji Ka Khalsa, Vai Guruji Ki Now, what does that actually mean? Well, it means the Khalsa belongs to the wondrous Guru God. All victory is the victory of the wondrous Guru God. And you also might hear a lot of people saying things like Sat Nam, which actually means his name is true. So what is the Seek Within show actually about? Well, it's actually split into four different areas. We have a translation section where we can actually look at some words and share together their meanings. We continue with the history of the Sikhs. In last week's episode, we actually covered up to the fifth guru of the Sikhs. And we have a story on the past, or maybe even a recent one that someone sent in. And then we end with some inspirational music. We're also grateful to the artists who have given us permission to play their tracks, or just snippets. And if we do play a snippet or a track, we do provide some information either through the audio or at our blog site which is http colon forward slash forward slash seekwithin.blogspot.com where you can find full information on where you can buy the tracks in particular or actually get more information about them. So let's start the first part of the show and uh, we start off with uh, translation. Uh, this time we're going to play you quite a lot of the Shabbat. Uh, we have featured this uh, CD before in a previous episode. It's uh, by Dare Singh uh, from Australia. And uh, he's uh, had a CD out called Nam, uh, The Journey. And uh, this particular track is uh, called Bay Parapat Mandakahuriye. And we'll talk about the translation afterwards. पई परापत मनुख देहुरिया कुबिंद मिलन की तेरी बरिया पई परापत मनुख देहुरिया कुबिंद मिलन की तेरी बरिया एह तेरी बरिया एह तेरी बरिया गोबिंद मिलन की एह तेरी बरिया पई परापत मनुख देहुरिया गोबिंद मिलन की एह तेरी बरिया पई परापत मनुख देहुरिया गोबिंद मिलन तेरे 
काम मिल साध संगत तज के वलना सृंजाम लागे सृंजाम लागे पव जले तरन के जन्म बेर था जात रंग माया के परापत मनुख देहुरिया गोविंद मिलन किए है तेरी बरिया एह तेरी बरिया एह तेरी बरिया गोविंद मिलन की एह तेरी बरिया पई परापत मनुख देहुरिया मिलन किए है तेरी बरिया जप तप संजम जप तप संजम तरब न कमाया सेवा साध न जान्या हर शर्मा पई परापत मनुख देहुरिया गोविंद मिलन किए है तेरी बरिया एह तेरी बरिया एह तेरी बरिया गोविंद मिलन की एह तेरी बरिया पई परापत मनुख देहुरिया So as I said before, the uh, track is actually by Dia Singh, The Shepherds by Dia Singh. Uh, it's from the album, uh, let's get the name right, uh, Nam, The Inner Journey. And the words are truly amazing. They're actually from uh, Rara Saab, which is a evening prayer of the Sikhs, the evening prayer. And um, it is from the Asa Measure Fifth Guru, also known as Asa Mahala Banjwa. Peiparabat Mandukahuriye. What does that actually mean? It means... O oh man, you have obtained the human body. Gorban Milan ki ek This is your time, opportunity to meet the Lord of this world. The other parts of the verse are, All other works are of no avail to you. Join the society of godly persons and meditate on the name alone. And that's very important for us to ensure that we meditate on God and uh, it's an essential part of being a Sikh 
to sit down and uh, think about God, uh, pray and remember how great he actually is. So let's move along with the history of the Sikhs. In the previous week, we covered the Sikh religion up to the fifth guru of the Sikhs, Guru Arjan Dev. Guru Arjan Dev actually wrote a lot of hymns and collected the hymns of his predecessor gurus. He prepared them in the holy book known as the Guru Granth Sahib. We also covered previously the information about how the Sikhs were developing businesses that began to trade in Turkish horses. This not only broke the Hindu superstition of sin in crossing the Indus, that's the river Indus, but it also enriched the Sikhs. The practice developed in Sikhs a taste for horse riding and served as a test for the religious faith because it required a staunch belief to come out of unscathed through the fanatical and aggressive Muslim population of Turks and Afghans for whom they engaged in trade. The fanatical and bigoted ruler, Jangir, could not tolerate this growing popularity and influence of the Guru. The Guru was consequently arrested and kept hungry for a number of days. Later, he was brought out of his cell and burning sand was poured over his plaintant body while he was made to sit in unbearable hot water. Burnt and blistered, he was made to sit on a red-hot iron plate and roasted to death on May 30th, 1606 AD. After the Guru's martyrdom, Guru Hargobin, the sixth Guru of the Sikhs, was imprisoned at Gawalor. When he got his release, the Sikhs organized themselves under his command and soon established a stable of 800 horses and enlisted 300 horsemen and 60 artillerymen. The Guru was soon after attacked, but the Sikhs defended themselves bravely and won all the three battles. The Guru, however, did not lay claim to even an inch of territory. After the death of the sixth Guru, the tempest cooled down for some time, and the seventh and eighth Gurus lived peacefully without much hindrance from the king. However, the pot of hatred and fanaticism was still boiling. Guru Teg Bahadur, the ninth Guru, was approached by a number of Brahmins from Kashmir to help against the forcible conversion to Islam under the sword of Aranzadeb, the Emperor of Delhi. He reminded the Guru of his verse, Sacrifice your head, but do not desert those whose hand you have taken as a protector. Fall dead on the ground, but do not give up your dharma, religion. The Guru assured them that he would do his utmost to dissuade the Emperor from resorting to forcible conversion. The Guru was charged of sedation and heresy and was asked to come to Delhi and justify his intentions in entertaining and helping the Kashmiri Brahmins. The Guru reached Delhi and discussed the inhumanity and the cruelty of the royal orders. The discussions dragged on for many days, finding the Guru adamant in supporting the helpless Brahmins and unflinching in his faith. The Guru gave him only two choices, either accept Islam or death. The Guru accepted the latter and was publicly beheaded at Chandani Chok, Delhi, 1675 AD. His dear friend, Bai Dailal, was boiled in a cauldron of water and another followed by Matidas, was sawed alive as if a log of wood. The bodies of these martyrs were displayed at the four gates of Delhi. The whole of Punjab began to burn with indignation and revenge at this uncalled for and unprovoked 
atrocious butchery. The Sikhs now wanted a leader under whose banner they could avenge the death of their dear guru and the insult done to their religion. Once again, they were reminded of the martyrdom of Guru Arjun and steps were taken by Guru Hargobind to strengthen the power of the Sikhs. The Guru's martyrdom also stirred up the dying embers of the Hindu hatred against the Muslim rule. They were excluded from all government offices and had to pay jazir, a special tax imposed on the Hindus. They were forbidden to ride horses and their temples were desecrated and destroyed. There was now no alternative left to the Hindus but to cast their lot with the Sikhs and so they began to accept Sikhism in great numbers than ever before. Guru Gobind Singh, the tenth Guru, had only to infuse a new life into the dead bones of the Hindus, make them forget the caste prejudices and present a united front against the cruelty and persecution to which they were exposed to day in and day out. He therefore founded the Khalsa, the Sikh Salvation Army. Khalsa was free from the prejudices of caste, colour or social status and had to fight against all types of tyranny and injustice voluntarily. The first five people who offered their heads to the Guru for this noble cause were reverently called the Banj Pyare, the Five Beloved Ones, and were followed by thousands of others. Very soon, the Guru had a formidable army of dauntless warriors ready to lay down their lives at his bidding. For his Khalsa, the Guru prescribed five symbols called the Five Ks. Kesh, meaning hair, Kunga, the comb, Kara, the bangle, Kacha, the shorts, and Kripan the sword. The Guru declared his intentions openly and all his followers began to sing the following of his hymn. The purpose for which I am born is to spread the true religion and to destroy evildoers, root and branch. Blessed are those who keep God in their hearts and sword in their hands to fight for a noble cause. When there is no other course open to man, it is but righteous to unsheath the sword. The Khalsa fought many battles in the course of which the Guru lost all of his four sons, his mother and a lot of valuable literary work. Two of his four sons were bricked alive in a war at Shirahend and the other two fell fighting in the battle of Jamkor. For a time the Guru was left helpless and friendless and wandered in the forests, hotly pursued by the royal army and spies. When dust settled down, he gathered a big army, but very soon the spies of Delhi government succeeded in stabbing him to death in 1708 AD. He did leave us with a fantastic religion. Next week, we'll be covering how the Guru had appointed Banda Singh as the commander of the armies. Banda Singh wreaked terrible vengeance upon the Mughals, who looked upon his armies as a speck of dust, carried away by sweeping winds. In the previous two episodes, we've also been covering some stories, so we're going to continue with some more stories about Guru Nanak. In the previous episodes, we learnt about Guru Nanak and a story about when he was first born. We also looked at a story called The Sacred Thread, where merely by actually having a thread, it's just not enough. You've actually got to live truthful living. This week, we're going to cover a story about Guru Nanak's visit to Mecca. Guru Nanak had travelled far and wide. He had been to the east as far as Burma, to the south as far as Sri Lanka, and to the north 
as far as Tibet and China. He had visited important centers of the Hindu and Muslim religions. He had met the learned men of various sects and led them on a path of love, service and devotion. To everyone he met, he imparted the lesson that no one could become truly religious without declaring that he believed in, in this or that religion or religious teacher. Such declarations alone could not help man in his journey through his life or through the one to come after hereafter. It was right thoughts, right feelings, right motives and intentions and right conduct that could help man in his career. Creeds were things of the world alone. It was character that unaccompanied man in his journey beyond the grave. So wherever he went, he reformed men's character. The burden of his teaching was, truth is greater than everything else, but higher still is truthful living. He had made extensive tours and had conveyed his message to numberless people, but he had not had his fill of his travels yet. Hence, after a short stay at Kratapur, he started again on his fourth tour. This time he went to the west. Bhai Madana was with him, but put on a blue dress worn by Hajis, or Muslim pilgrims to Mecca, took a fakir staff or stick in his hand and a collection of hymns under his arm. The last was a place of the Holy Quran carried by Muslim Hajis. To complete the guise, he carried with him a jug, also known as a lota, for washing hands, face, etc., and a carpet on which to say his prayers. Thus dressed, he looked like a typical haji. In those days, Surat was the port for ships going to Mecca. The guru started in that direction. He travelled by short stages, as was his usual practice. At each stage of halt, he held talks with the residents and made converts to his religion. On the way, whenever he met children, he would join them in their sport and merrymaking. In due course, he reached Surat. Taking ship from there, he reached the Arabian coast. From there, he marched towards Mecca. Reaching the holy Muslim city, the Guru went and sat in the great mosque. He found the pilgrims engaged in their devotions. At night, he lay down to sleep with his feet towards the cover. A loud uproar rose at once among the pilgrims and keepers of the holy place. They asked him to turn his feet away from the house of God. In a calm, sweet voice, the Guru said, Brother, don't be so hot and angry. I am tired and in sore need of rest. Please turn my feet in the direction of which God is not. Hearing this, Jawan, in great anger, seized the Guru's feet and put them in the opposite direction. After that, he lifted his eyes. He was wonderstruck at what he saw. The Kaaba was seen to be standing in the direction in which the Guru's feet had been turned. Jawan took up the feet again and put them in another direction. The Kaaba was seen to follow. It was seen standing in that direction with the Guru's feet turned towards it. Round and round where the Guru's feet moved and round and round was the kebab seen to turn. Jawan was filled with awe and astonishment. Don't you see, said the Guru to him, 
that God dwells in all directions. Open your heart to him, my brother. See him in every place and in every direction. Don't forget what your prophet says in the Quran, that Allah is the east and the west. So, wherever you will turn, there is the face of Allah. What you have seen now has shown you the truth of these words of his to be true to your faith. The Hajis who had crowded round the Guru saw the strange sight and heard the Guru's words with open mouths. They realized the truth of what he had said. They quietly and meekly left the place and let the Guru rest as he pleased. By morning the Guru became the talk of the whole city. Quasis, Mullahs, Peers and Fikwis of different lands who were there crowded around him. Among them there were some from India too. They wanted to have religious discussion with him. Muktam Rakhundin, who hailed from India, was chosen to lead the discussion. Are you Hindu or a Muslim? was the first question. Neither, returned the Guru. I am but a servant of God and a lover of man. Their next question was, who is better and holier in your opinion, a Hindu or a Muslim? Neither in himself, replied the Guru. On the mere grounds of belonging to this or that religious community, without good acts, the followers of both religions will suffer. Neither shall obtain entrance into God's court. Both are jealous of each other. They hate and abuse each other. In their hearts there is no room for God, who is all love. The Hindus insist on saying Ram, and the Muslims on repeating Rahim. But know not the one God. Satan has led them both along their own flowery path. They worship not God, but the devil. Long and serious was the discussion. The Quazis, the Mullahs, Beers and Fakis all tried their utmost to defeat the Guru, but they failed in their attempts. All were forced to acknowledge his greatness. They bowed before him and sought his instruction. Soon the whole city became loud in praising him. He had conquered them all with his sweet humility and all-embracing love. From Mecca, the Guru moved on to Medina. There too, the Mohammedan priests had discussions with him. They too had to bow to him. All who heard the Guru's talk and sacred songs became his disciples. From there he travelled northwards and visited Egypt and other nearby provinces of Africa. Returning from there, he still went further northwards, as far as Turkey in Europe. He met the Sultan of Turkey, who was extremely greedy and cruel. The Guru's talk had a great effect on the Sultan. He gave away his hoarded wealth to the needy and ceased to be cruel to his people. Well, that's the story for this week. And as you can see, Guru Nanak truly was great. And he's still great for us today in having brought us our religion and showed us the way. He also wrote the Japji Sab, known as the Morning Prayer. And just a few lines from it are truly amazing. Ekunkar Satnam Kartapurk, which basically means God is one. His name is true. He is the creator. And Guru Nanak did teach us about believing in one God. It was interesting, the other day I was actually reviewing my uh, album collection. I have uh, quite a few CDs, some of you might know that from uh, other podcasts that I do. But uh, 
I came across an amazing track. It was only literally 60 seconds long. Uh, it's by Janet Jackson, and it's called The One. The confusion lives. The contradictions melt. We're left alone with the one. The one is all we need. The one is the breath we breathe. The one is love. So we're at the point in the programme where we're actually now going to go through uh, some inspirational music and hopefully some reviews as well. So we're going to start off with an album that came out a few years ago by Diasing. There's a particular track called The World Is Burning and uh, it's sung by his daughter and uh, he's also singing there in the background too. Uh, there are some translations within it. We probably won't play the track in its entirety but uh, if you'd like to check the album it's called Along and the track is called The World is Burning. सुख विचार 
सूची हर बिन बख्शन जगत जलंदा रख अपनी कृपा जित द्वारे pleased to announce that uh, we also get some fantastic support from uh, the uh, website called uh, www.mrseeknet.com run by uh, Grimmastic Singh and uh, he pointed out a brand new artist that's uh, just arrived from uh, Australia called Bawinda Singh and I uh, emailed him the other day uh, now we're at the point in the program where we actually try and do some uh, reviews of uh, new sounds uh, new sounds of meditation I'm going to play uh, three in a row He's very kindly uh, agreed to uh, let us play some uh, snippets from uh, his new up-and-coming album. Again, details will be at the blog site, which is http colon forward slash forward slash seekwithin.blogspot.com. So uh, we're going to fade in and out those three tracks, and I'll tell you a bit about them afterwards.
outside Delhi on the road to Punjab, the stench of rotting fruit and death pervades this graveyard of over 200 lorries. Scene of a desperate bid to reach their homeland. All day the same highway was clogged with hundreds of military vehicles. Huge convoys rumbled northwards towards Punjab amid fears of an angry backlash among Sikhs after the killings in Delhi and elsewhere. Normally, Punjab is a restricted area where foreign journalists are banned. All that remains now is the charred wreckage of their lorries.
Well, there you have it. Uh, three brand new tracks there from uh, an artist uh, from Australia, a Sikh in Australia called Bill Windersing. Uh, if you go to the uh, www.mrseeknet.com, you'll probably hear me clicking away in the background there. Uh, he's got a posting at his blog site uh, dated the 2nd of March uh, where you can actually hear some of those tracks online. And the three tracks were Reaching for Home was the first one, Nam, and then Salvation. And there is another site as well where you can actually go and buy the CD if you want to, and uh, that's Belvinder Singh's site. Uh, I think it's called Reaching for Home. Uh, the actual site is http colon forward slash forward slash. There's no www's on this. So you type in users.bigpond.net.au forward slash Belvinder Singh, which is spelled B A L V I N D E R Singh. That's with no spaces, and I think there's a forward slash on the end. But like I said before, we'll um, make sure that we put all this information up on the blog site so you can uh, click away at your heart's content and uh, listen to it online. And if you like it, uh, please support him. As I said, uh, we had a very good uh, email dialogue between us both and uh, really appreciate him uh, giving us permission on this show to actually uh, feature his new release. And we're still waiting on... Uh, another artist that we featured previously who will be sending us some mini disc uh, she sent me a, an email recently uh, her name is Indycore she has a, a CD out called uh, Keep On Walking and uh, she'll be sending in a CD uh, well mini disc I should say to us uh, which we will convert and uh, cut into uh, a future show so we're coming to the end of the program now and uh, well it's episode 3 and as I said before we were trying to do this every week and uh, we now have some technology that enables us to do this on a regular basis uh, I'd also like to thank my uh, my engineer for this particular uh, episode who's uh, going to be doing quite a lot of uh, virtual editing too uh, with all these new tools that he's got he's uh, Mr B so thank you Mr B and uh, what have we featured in episode 3 well we've had uh, some translations uh, we've had some history uh, a story about Guru Nanak, uh, another one, which is, was uh, fantastic, and some inspirational music. And on that note, uh, pardon the pun, on that note, we're just going to say goodbye now for another week. And I'd like to leave you with uh, some quite nice words from uh, a band that I really like, which is U2, and, and the track's called One. And we are talking about God. Uh, and that's what I actually get from listening to the, uh, the track itself. An interesting uh, message that actually comes out from the song as well when you uh, start to concentrate on the words is uh, the importance of uh, treating each other the same uh, as equals. Uh, God is everywhere. You can actually see what's actually happening. And although recently I uh, saw a rather disturbing documentary about uh, how people were treating each other in uh, an offshore prison uh, situation, there is an opportunity for us to uh, treat each other the same and uh, fight for uh, the importance of human rights and uh, the importance of uh, humanity uniting behind the importance of respecting each other. So I'll leave you with one by you two. Is it getting better? Or do you feel the same? Will it make it easier on you now? You got someone to blame. You're sad. Won't love.
bad taste. 